Randy here once again to crack an egg of knowledge. Summer is upon us and that means it's time for fancy beach cocktails like mojitos, cosmos, sangrias, mint juleps, margaritas, and daiquiris. It's just like sex in the city. And the best part, Riverside Wine and Spirits has everything you need for those tasty treats. They also have a ton of great beer to choose from that comes in growlers, six packs, 12 packs, cases, and my favorite, kegs. So, go have a badass summer and party on with Riverside Wine and Spirits. And there it is. I am Tanner, and welcome to the Brewjet Podcast. Another episode, episode 77, actually, which is pretty kick ass. Uh, this episode, Jared and Alan and I sit down to talk about Stephen King movies. Well, some of the books, too, but you know us. Like, we, we try to read, we try to sound like we're learned. But uh, yeah, we're talking about Stephen King stories, and then appropriately, New England beers. But uh, it also, we get into a discussion trying to figure out exactly what New England is, like what states comprise what New England is, and then uh, where that splits into the Mid-Atlantic area, because evidently I don't know when I went and picked up the beers. So yeah, anyway, uh, there's that, and then we also try to figure out the mystery behind brush fires. You know, where's that line of going from a brush fire to a bonfire? So, uh, So yeah ease on back here is episode 77 of the brew chat app is nice but it's only good to tell you if you can remember to check the notes app and if yeah, i can remember I hate, to check I the, no- using the notes app i like it for long for thoughts like an actual thought of something i hate typing it i prefer to write it i'm with you it's a lot easier to do that but i can i don't get it i never for long-term storage but if i'm out somewhere and think of yeah. something but like i can remind myself to go to walmart on that but if i can remember to look at this i can remember to go to walmart that's just an extra yeah. step uh, this stupid thing on my hand will remind, you. remind me when I'm driving. <laughs> All right. Remember the days of T9 when it was easy to text and drive? Uh, I, I used to have this phone, the, uh, I think it was the Blackberry Pearl, which I miss the Blackberries. I'm actually contemplating going back to a Blackberry. All right. Because you and your dad? Well, no, simply because it's got a, a tactile keyboard. Yeah. I, I don't need to, I've got an iPad. I don't need to be able to search everything on this. Like it's handy. Yes. But I don't know. I'm, I think I'm electively choosing to stay, take a step back from things with that because the Blackberry, like I can text well on it. I, and I can do email. That's all I need to do. Like, I don't need to be able to look up everything under my power. I, I was thinking about trying, but either way, back to my stories. I had this BlackBerry Pearl, and it had a full text keyboard, but the way it was laid out is it split keys. Like it was laid out like a normal keyboard, so you'd have like like A and S, right, were the same button, and it was laid laid out that way. Like E and R were the How same. How do I button. get the one I want then? T nine. All right, see that. It's irritating. Uh, that is the most irritating. Yeah, yeah that's go full really, T9 or not. Yeah. I like T9. I think I remember I got one of the original razors, 
which was good for like dudes with fat fingers because the old cell phones had like before texting was super prevalent Mm. like you didn't need big fucking numbers you had nine or i guess 12 with the (laughs) star and the pound sign and zero Mm. so like people weren't typing on their phones all day and the razor had like big fat keys and it was thin yeah like a razor like a razor but you could you could be like texting on the sly which you can't do anymore I miss the razor. I had one of those. Yeah, I can't. I can't yeah. like have this down like near my leg or behind my back and do mm-hmm. this. Like that's just, true. You and could. I feel. You could. Yeah, that's true. Count the keys and mm-hmm. text while. It was honestly, it was like changing the radio station, Bob. Yeah. Well, it was like being tied up in a spy scenario. Yeah. And you were sending for help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was. Yeah. It didn't try and correct my curse words. One of the best cell phones I ever had was. It was the LG VX 1000, I think. And this would have been 2000. One of the early LGs. Late 2005, 2006. But it flipped, like, you looked at it and it looked like your standard brick, like Nokia brick phone with your standard buttons. Mm -hmm. And it had a screen on the front. But turned it sideways, it flipped open like a laptop. And it had a full keyboard in there. Yeah, yeah I remember those. And yeah. It, it was kind of it was right around the time that the uh, the sidekick came out, mm. and it was kind of LG's answer to the sidekick. And I, I really liked the way that worked. But I also I really liked BlackBerry style. Like it's small. That's another thing. I'm carrying a small TV in my pocket. And I don't know if that's a good oh, thing yeah. health wise. Yeah, eh. Oh, almost certainly not. <laughs> yeah, there's not, not even that it's irradiating anything, which I'm sure it is, but just I. I don't know. I've been thinking a lot recently about how just like, I don't know, think you're out with friends, you're talking about something, you're like, oh yeah, man, uh, you get into some discussion about like, no, that was totally that actor in that movie. Yeah. yeah. And then you can pull oh, it up. I'll just pull it up and look. Yeah. Kills the conversation. See, I love that though, because then you get, first you get to race to it. You get to see who can get there first. I just hate society's then, gotten to that point. I wouldn't say but it, it adds. It adds another. I wouldn't say it kills the conversation because what conversation were you having? Yes, it was. No, it wasn't. No, it was totally him. No, it wasn't. No, because it came out at the time when this movie came out. But at know, the same time, I can pull up, say Matthew McConaughey, mm-hmm. and Matthew McConaughey known for this, this, and this. Oh, remember Rain of Fire? Yeah, yeah. And dude, now I have that on me. Yeah. So like, That's oh, true. Rain of Fire was the shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Worst green screening of any movie of its time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. Great, I, I, I loved like it. Rain of Fire. No, it's yeah. was it good? I don't think. No, it was. It was awful. But I think I was really proud of the metaphor I came up with. That it's aged like a shit wine that somehow turned into a delicate cooking vinegar. (laughs) (laughs) It's that is a really interesting description. It was a shit movie when it came up, but it's aged. The effects hold wonderfully. The effects hold up pretty decently. Yeah, it's aged wonderfully, but not like how you were expecting it to. It's a better premise than it is a movie. I don't know. It's pretty much the apocalypse happens, but Christian Bale is a kid. His mom's like a construction site yeah. manager or something, and he un, like they accidentally unearth a dormant dragon that's been underground, and he finds it. And it comes to life, and that leads to the dragons taking over the world and destroying everything in the apocalypse. And so then okay. you, you've got uh, like humanity's last hope. Yeah, because dragons have burned everything the fuck down. Yeah, so. Humans are trying to survive, and they're trying to find ways to destroy dragons and whatnot. 
and then Matthew McConaughey comes in as a badass. And it's got Matthew McConaughey, Gerard Butler, uh, that chick that was in Goldeneye as the Russian. Okay. Uh, and then Christian Bale. Hmm. It's got a solid cast. Yeah, that's not bad. And it's entertaining. Like, it's good, dude. Like, it's a solid movie. But It's camp. It's, it's... Yeah. It, it's that early 2000s style. Yeah. Where okay. it's just pure campiness. I think at the time it was trying to be serious, and it might not have been as well received for that. But when you go back and watch, and you're like, "This is fucking ridiculous." <laughs> I remember I got my dad to take me to see that in theaters, and I fucking loved it. See, I was so hyped up for a real dragon movie, and came out like, "What the <laughs> shit was that?" I was super okay with it at the time. Like, I don't know, nothing bothered me about it in the theaters, and then I watched it when I got a little older. And I was like, eh, it's not that good, but it's still kind of badass. Like, it's not yeah. a good movie, but it's badass. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> anyway, <laughs> let's we'll, we'll go and do a more in-depth one of those All right, in a few yeah. We should rewatch we'll, we'll do, it and We should then do dragon that. movies. Yeah, we should do a dragon Ooh, movies okay. episode. Yeah. Actually, I'm how gonna, much? I'm going to write that down. While, while yeah. we're thinking about this, how much uh, screen time does the dragon need, like, percentage-wise? Because sometimes, like, you're watching a movie and a dragon shows up for a quick battle. I don't know. I think thematically it should roughly be about a dragon. Or it can have dragon in the title, maybe. Uh, Then you get, like, Red Dragon. That doesn't have anything to do with Like, you couldn't do Dragon Ball Z. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that dragon's not in it enough. Even Uh, the Dragon Balls aren't in it enough. Yeah. That's, you couldn't do drag. I didn't no. see that movie. I didn't like the cartoon, though. I didn't either. The co- Thank, Thank you, dude. You. Thank yes, you. Fucking yes. finally. Okay, I will. I'll, <laughs> I'm not going to defend the cartoon. It's it's stupid and it's campy, and it's. I actually don't know why I enjoyed watching. It's because for a very specific time in my life as a teenager after school, we all came out. We got to. It was on tsunami. We watched Dragon Ball Z. It was awful. But I had a good time yeah. sitting there wondering, oh, is the fight going to happen this episode? Nope. <laughs> All right. As an adult, I would hate it. I can't, I can't defend it. It was... It, it, I got nothing. It was... <laughs> you know what I liked on Toonami? Fucking uh, Johnny Quest. Yeah. The Real Johnny Adventures Quest. of Johnny God, Quest. God, I love Johnny Quest. Yeah. I liked... The uh, movie is still pretty good. Johnny's Golden, Go- Golden Quest. I'm not oh, big into the animes, man. but I do really like Gundam Wing. Well, that was on Johnny Quest Ball wasn't Z. really an anime. No, no, I was just well, thinking. I mean, it's animated, but it wasn't. No, no, it's yeah, not yeah. at all. But I was thinking after Dragon Ball Z yeah, came yeah. on, Gundam Wing came I've on. I've never really been too into anime. Something about no, the animation gets on my nerves. Attack it's the tropes on, that get me. Yeah. yeah. Attack on Titan's really good. Season two is going on right now. Yeah, I tried to watch that. It's not horrible. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't finish it, but I will say it's not horrible. Yeah, there's some good ones. Yeah. There we was one called uh, Helsing that was all right about vampires and yeah. shit. And this is before vampires were the thing. I haven't seen that thing. one, but that's what I've heard. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty decent. But let's crack into some of the beers we've got all this right, episode. Yeah, all we're, right. uh, what are our beers tonight, So uh, <laughs> we were still in the search for North Carolina non-Asheville beers that turned up dry. So I was going to get some main beers because we're talking about Stephen King movies tonight. So I, I figured it would be proper to talk about beers from Maine. Yep. And then that that turned up a little dry. So then I just sort of shifted it to New England. This will still be part of the state series, just not a particular. It's more of an area. Okay. But New England beers. And I, I feel like... Uh, 
I gotta uh, say, I was looking ahead. Pennsylvania is not New England. I don't know. I thought new, the, I thought new I thought New England was pretty much. Uh, See, I yeah, told you guys you. are. <laughs> I told you. You guys are New Englanders. No, we're not. No, You're not. No, we're from okay. Maryland. Yeah, that's Mid Atlantic. I thought New England was like Virginia to Maine. <laughs> nah, no. no when I talked to the guys at Riverside, they seem to agree. No, that's that's. <laughs> yeah, I told you that was going to happen. God. <laughs> okay. No. Southern. Uh, well, you were the bathroom. Yeah, but that's it's exactly. But it's the same thing. I'm sure it's not you guys' fault. It's just you don't you're not from around there. Well, and I'm and sure uh, you guys coming down here though assumed I like, assume Tennessee's the like south. Thung and yeah, we're going to go shoot our guns, you yeah. know, before you came and down here. I I'm was sure that's right. what you <laughs> Yeah, I found some of that for sure. Uh, for anyone listening and and possibly confused, I think New York is where you draw the line. Um I'm certain people from New York do not consider themselves New England. I'm not sure if oh there's a... Oh, my God. No. No, I don't think they do. Yeah. That. But it's everything Maine north and... Maine is definitely New England. Maine is, yes. yeah. Maine's yeah. the end of the end of the country up there. It's, it's all those small states uh, north and east of New York. So between New York and New Jersey, you got uh, Massachusetts, Connecticut, Rhode Island, New Hampshire, Vermont, Vermont and Maine. And Maine, yeah. All the ones that when you add them up, they're like about as big as New York. Well, then what is Maryland and D.C. and all that? D.C.'s not a state. Mid-Atlantic. Well, yeah, I and know that, but that area. Pennsylvania. Jared. It's, we're talking about areas, <laughs> it's not the, states. D.C.'s not a state? It's the Mid-Atlantic <laughs> area. Yeah. Okay. Even North Carolina might get thrown in there. Well, cool. I call, that I gives call, us another area to do. I call the, uh, the area... I would say North Carolina and West Virginia are the start of the South because West Virginia, while not geographically the South, has really earned an A for effort for doing everything yeah. it can be to be part of the South. Mm-hmm. I mean, it tries its damnedest. You can make your own jokes. They they try harder than Tennessee to be part of the South. They quite got, honestly, they got the Shenandoah Valley. They got some uh, those Mountain Dew people. Yeah, yeah, yes, exactly. yeah. Like, yes meow, they meow, do. Meow, you know, they have they try harder than Tennessee to be yeah. part of the South. So I say they get the honorary in. Mm-hmm. I, I second that. And As then, a filthy northerner, I second yeah. that. So it, it's more north than the other southern states. Uh, I would say North Carolina is less southern, even though it's physically more southern than um, West Virginia in Kentucky. Kentucky's as high as I'm willing to go, though. I don't think Ohio and Indiana and whoever else the hell's up this there. This made me realize something. My dad uses this term. And uh, you, Jared, and your girlfriend, Heather, are a half-back couple. A half-back couple? Yeah, it's a... Uh, she's from down here well, and it's from uh, there, is that what? A half-back is somebody from up north. This is a southern term. Somebody from up north <laughs> that goes that. to Florida and realizes, like, Florida's pretty cool. There's beaches. But then realizes that Florida is Florida and then moves halfway back. And even though you didn't, but didn't necessarily move to, move to Florida, but Heather's from Florida. Hmm. So, okay. together. We're halfback? Yeah. Huh. <laughs> halfback. Right. Halfback. Is, oh. is, like is it like you dirty halfback? I don't know. It is I don't as far know, as I'm concerned, I, you as dirty far, halfback. As far as <laughs> the, the, the type of term it is, it, it sounds like it would be like, you dirty Dirty son of a bitch, half back. See, I could see, but I don't know if it's actually derogatory. I could see if someone from Florida was calling me a dirty half back because they went down because I went down there and I was like, "Yeah, this is cool, but fuck this place. I'm only going halfway." 
I could see a Floridian being like, you dirty halfback. <laughs> see, when you, when you set that up as somebody from north who goes to Florida, I call them Jewish. <laughs> or old. Or old, yeah. yeah. I was gonna tomato. Say old. <laughs> All old people instantly become Jewish. Yeah, New York to Florida, <laughs> that's just the circle of life. They all sound like this once they're over 60. <laughs> Moving to Florida. It's... When you do that, you know, just think about the sort of like Long Islandy accents like that. That's how they sound. Mm. The Jewish and New York accents are very similar. They, yeah, that's true. Probably because they're I don't both know right why there. Florida is the thing for that because like North Carolina has great beaches. South Carolina has <clears throat> great beaches. Yeah. Probably Alabama not. has great beaches. Probably because they're not year round. I don't know for the most part know. some of them are. I mean, mm-hmm. sure, I mean, like Hilton Head, for example. That's an island off the coast of South Carolina outside of Savannah. Expensive? Uh, I mean, it's definitely You got pensioners, so. It's definitely old people, uh. like retirees and whatnot. But, but I mean, it, it gets chilly, but, I mean, Florida gets chilly. There's something that comes through every seven years or so where Florida gets cold as shit. Like, my family made the mistake of going on vacation there. Uh, over Christmas one year when I was in like fourth or fifth grade and it was snowing hmm. and apparently every seven, eight years or something like that, there's some huge cold front that comes through Florida. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I don't know why. I guess it's cause somebody started it and old people have been following each other down there ever since. Yeah. And you can't break it's the, the cycle. Yeah. yeah. It's the Mecca. It's the, it's the, <laughs> What is that? The AARP. The weather it's is the so AARP nice. Mecca. Yeah, I guess the seasons disappear. Maybe the humidity's constant, so their joints don't hurt. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, actually, I'm, yeah, I'm that, half yeah. serious. Like, yeah. it, you know, the yeah, arthritis be, is easier uh, the to arthritis, handle. Arthritis, it feels so much better with the salt water breeze. You're like going into like Jewish Russian sort of with that one, which is <laughs> weird. <laughs> oh, the salt water it goes with the the breeze. Well, you're a Florida man. Yeah. Florida man. Yeah. Everyone's favorite superhero. Man <laughs> found dead. Florida man found dead with penis and gator. Florida man wrestles gator who stole his beer. <laughs> Dies. Dies. Florida man eats other Florida man's face. There was one of those that was uh, for real. It was like uh, Florida man dies uh, by gator. And then right before he said, watch this yeah. or something. Florida it, man's I famous like, last that words. That is so typical. Watch this. Florida watch man yes, said, boy. watch this before dying by alligator. Watch this, you son of a bitch. I'm going to show skater. What's good? But anyway, let's talk about the beers we've got. Proud All to right. Florida what man. do we got? Yeah. Proud what to be a What'd you back. crack open first here? I opened the Weyerbacher Mellow Monks. It is a Belgian-style ale. Ooh. <clears throat> It is four and a half percent alcohol by volume, and I get no more info. That seems low. A Belgian ale that's four and a half percent. Were they even trying? Smells. This has a little bit of that rubberiness. Oh, if only I could remember which one that was. It's it's on the lower end of it, but uh, well, the the teeter topper is the boom slang, right? And then that one we had last week. I mean, Brian was cool in giving us a breakdown of all of these, and I yeah was, yeah. On last and week's. spoiler alert: I had been drinking and forgot every single. It bit was that a uh, big briar tart raspberry. So uh, it's yeah. something that I've started to be able to pick out of a you know maybe a wheat more Belgian style mm-hmm. beer. Hmm. It's got that thing that all the terminal beers have, which is what I don't know. 
I'm sure Brian told us explicitly, but again, I had been drinking and had forgotten all of it. <laughs> Feel free to chime in. He, you uh, two were I, sitting here too. No. <laughs> he listed a bunch of them. Yeah. He broke it down. <laughs> he broke it all down. And I forgot. I didn't take notes. I need to go back and listen and take notes. I know. Go I got to re-listen to that. I still have to watch Alien 4. We can just have him come on in here and say it again next time. We'll ask him the same questions every single time he's on here. If only we could, like, record it somehow. I know. <laughs> Damn. I know. <clears throat> One day we'll get this right. But this, uh... It's not bad, though. Yeah, the... <laughs> us or the beer? Uh, either. I no, like, it's, like it's drinkable, right. but it's got... This is the thing all the terminal beers have. Pour me the s- white, some more of this. For some reason, I, I just threw this thing inside of me as quickly as I could. The White Shadow has this. It's easy this. to drink. Yeah, it's super yeah, easy Yeah, it's to easy drink. to drink. The it's White really Shadow light. has this, but I don't know what the this is. I wish I did. The White Shadow is way thicker than this. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. The not, the, not the mouthfeel, but the... That... There's a thing. That crispy... Yeah, that finish, that like that note right at the end. Even the smell, it smells sort of like that. I don't know. Mm. It's drinkable. I don't know, but mine mine's gone too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, A Belgian ale at four percent. Oh, is this a session Belgian ale? (laughs) Pool beer for sure. Yeah, it's great for that. For sure. I guess mellow is probably. uh, Yeah, and it's it's crisp. It's got a nice lingering sort of wannabe bite. This is and, unexpected uh, from Y uh, Weibacher, actually. Weibacher, yeah, because most of the ones we've had from them, there's something crazy like an imperial yeah. or some stout or mm-hmm. something like that. This is the first one I think we've had on here that I, really I can like remember the art. that's I been if lighter. This will come off nice and easy, probably not. But no, it's one of those plastic labels. No, course. it's no, paper. It's not. Oh, it's paper. Yeah. yeah, this isn't coming off. Yeah, mellow. It yeah. is. It is mellow. Refreshing. It's the mellow monk. Mm-hmm. It's nice. Yeah. Cool. What else we got? We got uh, a harpoon IPA. We have what's that big boy? That's yeah, a smutty Let's crack nose. open to the big boy. Hand me okay. that. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh, that is thick. Oh yes, it is. That's very thick. Goodness. And dark. It's like crude oil looking. Oh, it smells. It smells like the opposite of the mellow monks. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, what? What do we rich. got here now? I see some flavor uh, text on there. This is the uh, smutty nose, which sticking with our New England theme. Let me. Uh, shit, where <laughs> is this from? from? I knew where this it's was from. from. Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah. uh, New Hampshire. That's New, New England. Hampshire. Yeah. No. Let's see. Uh, it says, uh, this is not flavor text. This is advertising. Oh. Come visit our brewery and restaurant at Tell Farm in Hampton, New Hampshire. And huh. be sure to check us out online at smuttynose.com for upcoming events, new releases, and great merchandise in our e-store. And as always, thank you for saying, make mine a smutty. Boy, that was all over the place. Just make mine a smutty. <laughs> it was oh no, there is a the there is a little bit of I flavor text on here. I kind of what it was doing for a little bit there. It's uh, <laughs> named in honor of the uh, the doggy denizens of Brussels. This hybrid beer is a mix of what we love best in a big roasty stout, but fermented with a Belgian yeast. 
hmm. which brings brings out a beautiful fruity nose. All right. Cheers. Okay. Oh. It does have sort of a fruity nose. It does. Like, that does taste like super Belgian-y on the end. Oh, and this the smutty nose is unique, by the way. I get a lot of coffee in this one. Ooh. It's a Belgian-style stout. This is one of those ones That's that... Do we got an ABV on this thing? Six or seven point eight. Huh. Maybe? I'm guessing. I would be... 8.7. Eight. Oh, See, now damn, it was... But you know what? <clears throat> Just like we had the Belgian one that was surprisingly... That tasted light. This one tastes like it's like one of those barley wine or like 120 minute almost like this reminds me a lot of but without the the bite to it but it reminds me a lot of the dogfish 120 except it hmm. it comes in a bomber and it's not going to make me black out if i hmm. chug this thing that much one's pretty high if you chug that yeah thing, but the, know, if you the drink 120 that whole is, thing i think you'd be feeling pretty the solid. 120 is 18 <clears throat> percent yeah. on a good day that would kill you in a bomber. That thing is 18%? Yeah. It's 120 oh, minutes. They don't list it because all it does is get stronger. Yeah. Yeah. Any dogfish with that bright like yellow. like as it sits on the shelf. Yeah, it, it just starts gets... around like 18 to 20, and then mm-hmm. you can bottle condition Holy it. shit, I would love to get one of those and just sit it and age it for a while. Yeah, you do, can, yeah. and then you split it because it's it's not even beer anymore. No. It's, <laughs> it's like evolved into something else. And it's good, but you still split a 12-ounce bottle with, like, four people, and you're, like, yeah. mm, not driving anywhere. <laughs> yeah, it's intense stuff. That was, like, but drinking just... two shots. <laughs> hmm. This is pretty good. It's tasty. It's just, it's, uh, it's a big, it's a mouthful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is not one I don't think I could crush. It's not going to disappear without me noticing, like this Weyerbacher. No. Yeah, that slides right down. It is super smooth, though, and it... It is. It doesn't lie about the fruity it's nose. Like, like cherry or something in here? Yeah, it's definitely cherries. Maybe it's a little maybe sweeter s- than cherries. Maybe raspberries. Yeah. It's good, though. It's really smooth. Yeah. It, uh, it's not hard to drink. It's just heavy. Yeah. It's it is. No, it's... it's. I, I, I'm drinking, and it really tastes like it's 11 or 12 percent. Yeah, it's it's just... But it's only 8. Yeah, robust. it is. This one is deceptively... Like other beers are deceptively strong. I would I wouldn't say this is deceptively weak because it's eight percent. But my brain keeps thinking. Like I, like I drink and I go into defense mode. Like don't don't chug this because this is twelve percent. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it does feel like it's heavier than. I mean, it is already. It's a nothing heavier, to you know like, turn your nose at. It does feel like it should be about ten or eleven, maybe twelve. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It's really the more we've done this, it's uh, I've become more of a seasonal drinker. Oh, definitely. Like this is a, uh, you know, even though it's been kind of overcasty today, yeah, and just whatever. It's still summer, and it's hard for me to drink something like this. Yeah, me too. Right now, it's just like ah, oh, it's work. So heavy and yep. just like oh, I, I ate already. I could drink it if it was like actually darker outside, like maybe at nighttime. Sitting on the porch, a nice cool evening. I might be able to handle this in warmer weather, but it's it's just too bright right now for me to enjoy this, if that makes sense. This is not a daytime beer. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Like, 
Ideally, it would be with a nice fire in the background in November, but I could enjoy it at a bonfire in June, but only if it was dark out. Oh, and been be overcast the day before. I, yeah, I don't mind bonfires in June, but it's like, make me work for it a little bit. Let it have uh, rained for two or three days prior, so maybe even the, you know, if I didn't have the forethought to dry some wood out and hide it from the rain, I've had to work for that fire and go buy some gas or something. And, uh, yeah, I'm from the south. I'll just toss gas on a fire. I've got no qualms <laughs> about that. And uh, Or just oil. Like, you save your oil from when you change it in your car, truck. And just pour it on there. And then laugh you at the do thought. That. I do it. And then I laugh at the hmm. thought of Iraqis. Oh, I didn't think and you're doing that. No, I'm lying about the laughing at Iraqis, but, but I, <laughs> y'all don't know. That's fine. Well, y'all but might. Whatever. I don't care if y'all do. Listen I mean, I'm, I'm not I'm enough of a man to change my oil. So. I'm just, I'm just mm. thinking, I, there's that oil sitting in my house. You have oil sitting in your house? Remember that no, one it works time? great. You pack a bunch of uh, cardboard and shit on there and pour some oil on it. Because oil won't go up like gas like immediately. Right. But once it gets hot enough, it'll just sustain the burn for a minute. And if if you plan on cooking marshmallows or something, make sure wait like thirty yeah. minutes. Yeah, I don't know yeah. about all that. Yeah, wait like <laughs> yeah. thirty, forty minutes, and that makes sure the oil burns off. Yeah. But uh, hmm. yeah. All right. Because I mean, oil is natural, but you still want to make sure it burns off. I mean, hemlock you know? is natural. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But no, yeah, that's. Yeah. I don't know. I right. grew up Just in the sticks. That's in. how I learned to start fires, sort of. All right. Oh, well, I'm not debating of, the. No, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I full. I know and agree. You can certainly Bond start a fire nice. with oil. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, outside of like the standard Boy Scout ways of starting a fire. It's just if you're trying to start a bonfire, like you've cut down a tree or something, and you've got some brush to burn. Yeah, you use your old. You you probably got some oil you've saved from your tractor that you've changed the oil in or something. I did change the oil in my tractor. Now you can start a fire with it. Cool. Yeah. Good I can't tell if you're being serious about a tractor. I don't have a tractor. Yeah. No, he is. Well, I thought maybe he's from you, Maryland. Well, I thought maybe you changed That's, one. Uh, you went up to a farm. Over Memorial Day weekend, no, um, maybe. No, my brother changed his oil in his car. And ah, I have, okay. I have yeah, left yeah, the yeah. From that. Uh, yeah, you could totally use that. Hmm. Word. It's like I did not know that. I mean, you, you. I'm sure some climate change people. It's like I'm down with climate change. I think it's the thing <laughs> we need to be wary of. But at the same time, what else are you going to do with but that me oil? burning this leftover oil? What do they do with oil when you? I don't know. I don't know what they do with it. You Just, can't. Like, to my knowledge, it. it's not like you can throw it through a Brita oil filter and it come out and you can throw it back in an engine. Um, synthetic oil, you can. Right. It's maybe, synthetic, you know, but. Maybe you can run it. All I know how to do is change, like, fry machine oil. Like, you put it in the oil caddy and run it through the filter, but it still doesn't come out as good as it was. Like it's yeah, it's kind of the thing. Is it? It's you know, it's got a half life or whatever you call it. Yeah. it deteriorates a little bit every time you you yeah, clean not, it or whatever. I I don't know what you do. I have to look that up. What do you do with used oil? I like, like when, I know as a person like you, you take it, it to dispose it, of it. Like, like like if you take it to Valvoline or whatever, right. and they change it, where are they taking that's that oil? yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Like you, you're supposed to dispose of it properly, but uh, I don't the know. the southeast coast of Africa probably. Maybe there's like, <laughs> maybe there's other machines out there that like can run on used oil or something. Use that till it dies or seizes up or something. 
demolition derby? Maybe. I don't know. Because why would you put good oil in one of those cars? Yeah. Okay. Maybe. I but but then what happens when it demolishes and you've got a dead car? Hmm. Mm. Food I don't for know. thought. My dad's always used it to start brush fires. Not out of control ones anti-Smokey the Bear brush fires. Just No, I mean, that seems like... Unless you're going to burn it, I don't know what else you could, yeah. what anyone would do with it. I mean, it. logically to me, that is the the safest form of recycling that oil is. And I'm slightly ignorant on some shit, and this may be one of those things. <laughs> and uh, But in my logical mind, what else am I going to do with it? Just save it in a jug in my garage? And, or yeah. Like, like- no, I'll use it to start a brush fire. It gets burned up. It's a naturally occurring thing that comes out of the earth, and we refine it a little bit. And, yeah, it's probably not good for the ozone, but it's not like I'm out here spraying fucking hairspray cans just straight out in the air. Right. Yeah, what? I actively, you know, I try to use very little aerosol, as little as I can, to be honest, because I don't think that's good. So... Thank you, Mother Nature, or you're welcome, Mother Nature. See, I only I'll use. I think I only really use aerosol stuff when I'm actively trying to kill things like bees or spiders or something. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I use it to clean shit and get rid of bugs, and even some bugs. Like if I, if I there's a spider on my windowsill in there that's been there for like a year. He just chills out and kills other bugs that come in. Mm-hmm. He's helping me. It's a symbiotic yeah. relationship. It's like wasps that I, I go hard on. And I'm like, you're Fuck doing nothing wasps. for the environment except, you know, fucking everything up. So Ooh, it's okay. on. Oh, you found an I answer? about oil. All right. Um, so there's the processes for refining it. Right. It, it Move your get, mic a little bit. There, it can get here. filtered. Wait, here we go. Filtered to remove solids present. Demineralized. Uh-huh. Uh, propane deasphalting to remove heavier bituminous fractions uh, distillation solvent extraction and hydro finishing Uh, and then once it's recycled in any and or all of those ways I guess I don't know um, it can be used for industrial burner oil (laughs) mold oil to help release products from their molds like pressed metal and concrete okay that's a good one uh Bitumen-based products, which I'd have to look more into that, um, and additive and manufactured products, which is pretty general. I don't know how I feel about that one. Plastics, maybe? And yeah. a re-refined base oil for use as a lubricant, hydraulic, or transformer oil. Or to start brush fires. Or to start brush fires. Okay, but after... That's the last one on there. But but <laughs> most of those I have to be like, and then and what? Environment.gov, that's the last bullet <laughs> Like, okay, so you've used it to release the plastic or... Metal, I, what was that? Oh, that was the, uh, like the, the door. No, that, uh, yeah, people slammed the door. Oh, okay. For so people y- listening that are wondering what we're talking about, in, in my apartment, which is where we record this, we should name the studio something. We should have a name, but sidebar there. Um, yeah, that was just the yeah. people leaving the building. So, no, I was saying, like, for all those things you listed, uh, after, so it releases, um, oh, we got another Amber Alert. I see that. After it releases things from its plastic or metal molds, um, I always, like, then what? So now you've got some even more used oil. Um, I guess I could throw it in some hydraulics or something. Does yeah. it just, just di- does it hand. just disappear or, like, coagulate after a while? Like, are you scraping that thing clean, and then what are you doing with it? Like, unless it just dissolves, like, there's always something left over. 
And I think, like, what do you do with that? You yeah, just, just throw it in when you're filtering it. You just add it to whatever it is you're already filtering. Uh, and then you just go through the whole process but again. But it still seems like it, it would just there. get Eventually more and more get concentrated. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I don't know. And then you've just got this, like, oil mush that I guess you get tossed you, on a brush fire. That is that where petroleum it. jelly comes from? Eventually you just send it back and... No, they just go... They've got a uh, brush fire department at the oil factory. Mm, makes sense. And they just send it out back to the uh, brush fire department. <laughs> they just, and they they just throw it in a hole out it. back and hope That's that how it, they like, run <laughs> the, the whole factory, actually, is off brush fire power. Hmm. <laughs> makes perfect sense. It's the only thing that makes sense. Uh, brush fire power. It'd be like, hor- it's like horsepower. It'd be like the weakest of power, though. Like, this is uh, three brush power here. <laughs> <laughs> it would be the weakest fucking what how how big how would you define how big of a brush like, fire defines a unit of brush fire power i think though? like 10 brush fire power is one horsepower no but like what <laughs> how big of a fire are you talking to define one brush fire a, power? a brush fire to me is like a pile of brush maybe about 10 feet high eight to 10 feet high okay big. That's, that's fairly It's big. hefty. It's just, I mean, that I'm from the sticks. Crazy. It's just like you cut down a tree, you've got all that shit. You right. Burn it. You know, I, you've got your logs and stuff you've set aside. Mm-hmm. But then you've got all the limbs and all that stuff, and you pile all that up. Yeah, I'm not debating the method. I, my idea of a brush fire was something slightly smaller. Um, yeah. Maybe like a. Like the and the you guys are like from a male Maybe like an eight foot circle by two or three feet high. Like something you. It's way too much to throw away in the fucking trash. Uh, oh, see, yeah, I was thinking like a bale But of you guys are from sized. the north. So. We are. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Like not saying that in a derogatory way. No, no, it's that's like, fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm from the sticks. Like a brush fire to me is. You know, the fucking size huge. Of this apartment yeah. Building. yeah. It's a hate. Oh, see, to me, yeah. that becomes a bonfire. Yeah, that's a bonfire. I mean, you could call it a bonfire. Once it's taller than a person, I think it becomes a bonfire. Where it becomes uncomfortable to get within, like, six feet of it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. a brush fire is, to me, a brush fire, like I said, like maybe an eight-foot diameter, two or three feet high. It's way too much to throw away into a trash can. There's no good way. It's not even enough to – you can have a bonfire and invite people over and turn it into a thing. You're like – like inviting someone over for a brush fire is inviting three friends over to split a medium pizza. Like, what is the yeah, fucking? Help me burn my trash. You use a brush yeah. fire to build a bonfire. You have a brush fire. Yes, yeah, like uh, some yeah, big yeah. ass logs on there, so it gets them torching, and then you've got a fire that will burn for okay, like two days. Okay, uh, I see what you're saying. You can. I would still do that with a smaller brush fire, but then it becomes a bonfire. Like at that point, right, it's like kindling. I think we're talking about the yeah, exact you guys are same saying, thing. We're just, just talking just about two vastly okay. like. I think my fire's just a little bigger than yours, I think, is all right. I think I your think fire has become a bonfire. Mine's like borderline, like, the police may be called. That's what. A, that's yeah. a bonfire. But that's I'm from the sticks. Fire. You so mentioned that, that so once or 20 times. Called. I've, so I've, yeah, brought, called a, I've brought up fire. a propane tank, like, video game style with a gun. Nice. And it was awesome. Like, a tank that connects to a grill, and the police weren't called. That's the sort of area I'm talking about. Yeah, I'm not, I've never debated these sticks you have mentioned you are from. I'm debating the nature, the unit of power between brush and bonfire. Yeah, yeah. I think there's probably a good number of brush fires that equal a bonfire, like two or three 
brush fires could be combined into yeah, a bonfire. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. There's we could standardize the a rolling brush of, fire would, you know, eventually become a yeah, bonfire. So like you've got like two to three uh or maybe like a It's like in Twister two to the, three brush fires to every one bonfire. Yeah. Yeah. And then you've got ten bonfires to one horsepower. Something like okay. that. All you've right. got like ten bonfires to an emergency. and how many bonfires before the police are called like that turns into yeah i think the next unit of measurement is an incident yeah yeah (laughs) it goes brush fire two or three brush fires to a bonfire and then you have like two or three bonfires to what will later be known as the incident (laughs) what back to what we're we're story on my end here back to just what we were talking about like what would qualifies a bonfire so to speak and where i'm being from the police don't get called right me and my dad mainly my dad and i'm not just putting the blame on him it was literally mainly him <laughs> not putting the blame <laughs> but, on him uh, but it was entirely him we cut down some trees and shit they've got a big front field and we cut down some trees this is several years ago we cut down some trees, and like I said, you know, you cut it down, you take the logs, you set those aside, take those to back to wherever. Right, all those that's away. firewood now, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. firewood, and then you've got all the brush. Well, mm-hmm. he set those up, and we cut down two or three trees, like, and he just lit it like the fucking beacons of Gondor, and just <laughs> lit these ten, See, fifteen shot foot a flaming arrow yeah, right into piles the base of, of it. brush, just lit them aflame, <laughs> and just like. All right, like went and sat on his porch, watched him for a while, <laughs> and then I was in the kitchen. I remember looking out the window, and just seeing a cloud of smoke, and be like, "All right, <laughs> that's crazy." And I went out on the porch and looked, and he had successfully caught the entire field on fire. And we're talking like four or five acres. It was just burning in a ring <laughs> outwards, and it was about maybe fifty to sixty feet from the edge of the woods. Oh my god! I was like, "Holy fuck, this is about to get really bad." We were out there, like we had. Put a bunch of garden hoses together. We're out there spraying it and stomping it out. I melted a pair of shoes. Like, straight up <laughs> firefighting. And uh, our neighbors over here were laughing. like Because <laughs> sound carries. Like, we right. left the foot of a mountain. Sound carries. So, so we could hear them laughing. Yeah. So and, it's fire. Uh, they were like, <clears throat> fire department, nobody got called. Nobody got called. <laughs> we got it put out successfully. And then after that, I wrote a really snide letter to my neighbors. And I was like, fuck you. Like, <laughs> for not I would, yeah, fuck you for making fun of me for being worried that my childhood home was about to be torched. I would say, going back to the the unit of measurements, I think I think when you can invite people over and turn it into a thing is when it becomes a bonfire. Yeah. Um, so it's got a social aspect. Yeah, because you're not going to, like I said, you're not going to invite some, it, we're three, you know, grown men. You don't invite two people over for pizza and have one medium. Like that's not. Yeah. What, what, I'm gonna leave hungry. Although I've got I've got fires well, at my house. Well, you got house. two anorexics that are buddies. That's true. I guess. And yeah. You just I order the so. personal pan and call it a night. Mm-hmm. But that that's once a once a fire pit's involved, it's totally different. All right. Because you can put. Oh, because it's not just out in a field. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. You're not burning it to get rid of it. You're burning it to have people over. Right. Okay, that's a good point. Yeah, there's, there's like, summer bonfires people have where they're just burning shit, and people show up in their trucks and coolers and beer. I may be, I may not yeah, be from the sticks, but I've seen TV. Okay. Yeah. Oh, no, I've burned no, the couch No, it's exactly <laughs> like that uh, James Vanderbeek movie about football down here. <laughs> yeah. 
What is that? Uh, <laughs> blue uh, something. Varsity Blues. It's exactly like Varsity Blues. Or Friday Night Lights. One of those ones. It's it's one of those football ones. That those were documentaries actually that were just re. <laughs> yeah, I figured it was more like Blue Mountain State. <laughs> uh, I did have a little bit of that, but I'm not gonna get into that. Let's drink the last beer here. Well, I'm still trying had. to get through the smutty nose. Is the problem? I'm yeah, still vast. I mean, it's I, there. I give I myself a big four, but all right, I'm we ready. drink more of this. I don't want to waste left. it. It is tasty. No, it's tasty. It's there. just we're not. Gonna, we should have had exactly. we known. I think we would have saved that yeah. one for last. Yeah. The last two. I don't know. Not to degrade it, but harpoon. It to me, it's nothing special. It's just kind of a a good beer. Yeah, I don't think I've ever been completely wowed by any harpoon, but I could be wrong. Um, but you've never been remember. wronged by some harpoon. Uh, harpoon IPA. It's one of those this, things. That it's not a wow factor, but it's also not a disappointment. All right. It's this got a tiger on it with hoppy, floral, and crisp. Ooh. Floral and citrus notes combined with a unique malt profile to impart a clean, fresh finish. Our IPA is a crisp, balanced interpretation of this classic style, best enjoyed with friends. Oh. And look at the tiger with the lilies. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> oh, it wants me to welcome friends new and old. Stop by their breweries uh, up in Boston. That's New England. Yeah. And Windsor, which is also New England. Oh, Vermont and Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Double whammy. That's so too- I guess that makes up a little bit for the Weyerbacher. Yeah. All right. All right. There's some of that. It's orange. It, did it say anything about being orange? Or citrus, I guess. Uh, crisp balance interpretation. The tiger's orange. Maybe that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, floral and citrus notes combined and neat pulper. Now it's the same thing that you read. Yep, I did indeed read that. Put my <coughs> bottle opener and keys back on. Right, let's try this sucker. Oh, smells citrusy and earthy. Five point nine percent. Hmm. I don't think I've ever. IBUs. This is weird in that it's got that it's got the citra and like super earthy smell to it. You usually get one or the other. Let me get some of that. I see what you mean. Yeah. There you go. Huh. Well, if you don't help me at all, you scoot it. Like, I tried. I scoot well, like, it. Well, if we slide it across the table, it makes a ton of noise. <laughs> um. Okay. I'm drinking. I have no opinion on this beer. No, like I said, it's nothing special, but it's not disappointing. Yeah, but I have like. I have no opinion on this. The flavor disappears almost instantly. Well, I got some leftover. It kind it's citrusy and like it's citrusy for like a hot second, and then um, I'm. That's but it, it is. You're right. It's like it's citrusy and it's earthy. Yeah, <clears throat> definitely. Does it say? Did it say the kind of? You know how like they have those like flavored sparkling waters that aren't sodas. I, it's like this for IPAs. Like, it's an IPA flavored beer. Yeah, it's got sort of a <laughs> malty, sort of earth yeah. taste to it. But mm-hmm. but it's it's got like a it's got a sort of thick mouthfeel, but a really quick like effervescent extra bubbly finish to it, and then it's gone. Yeah, like it the, doesn't hang around. Like too those long. flavored waters mm-hmm. where I'm like, I wish I was drinking a soda instead. Orange yeah. flavored carbonated mm-hmm. water. I'm like, I could be drinking an orange soda. One, as far as IPAs go, this is very... It's pretty light-bodied. It's light on the IPA factor. Like, if you're trying to get somebody into IPAs that likes other oh, beers, yeah, you could definitely sneak this on them. Gateway? Yeah. 
Nice little gateway IPA. I feel like I've had better, uh, better gateways because oh, there definitely are better gateways. I'm just saying you could sneak this on somebody. Yeah, somebody that's like, oh my god, I don't like IPAs. Yeah. You could definitely just throw this in there. I like lagers, but I it's don't like IPAs. Enough. It's, yeah, it's inoffensive. Yeah, but you still get what it's going for. Like it, it drives the point home right away, and then it just sort of like, okay, you can do what you want with mm. it. Yeah. Um, Super crisp. I mean, the the smell and the <clears throat> sorry, the bright orange color on this are. I guess. I guess I thought there'd be it more to orange. it. Yeah, it is. Be good with a hamburger. It's got almost no with head on it, but it tastes like all bubbles. It's like I'm drinking the foam. Yeah, that's that's a little champagne in that <laughs> yeah. sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is weird. Makes you a little gassy. It it is. Yeah. It's like I'm drinking foam, but there isn't any. But there, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Mm. So far, my pick of the night is this Mellow Monks, only because... Yeah, me too. I really like that Mellow Harpoon Monk. is my second. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we also... I also brought one of these. We saw these lying around. Oh, uh, the wild card drinking beer. Yeah. Well, I, well, I've also... Before you talk about that, I'll just mention, we've had them on here right. many a times before, but good old Narragansett Lager. That's from New England. It's from New England. Mm-hmm. I bought it purposefully <laughs> as a sipping beer. And it's exactly... It's the Natty Bow of Long Island, or Rhode Island. Yeah. I got I got nothing... To, it's, it's exactly what it is. It's a sipping beer. Yep. So... It's good. And it's not made of uh, corn syrup like PBR, but costs the same. Mm. So I think I like it better, actually. I, I like it I better like, than PBR. And it comes in the Tall Boys, too. Yeah. And as so, far as I know, it hasn't been bought out by the Russians. On, on average, the, uh, the six-pack of Tall Boys costs about 10 cents less than PBR. Hmm. Wow. In my experience. So. Gotta have a gains it. The famous. It's sold on merit. Since made 1890. On honor. But yeah, what do you got, Jared? Uh, we had one of these left over. This is the Red's Blueberry Ale. Beer with natural flavor and caramel color. And it is... Not blue It's like a Red's apple, and but, but it's, it's blueberry. blueberry. Yeah. Well, yeah. Grab a couple glasses and, there. Yeah, I'm, I'm, try this is a real wild card here. We it's hardly not, ever. I don't think we've had any bad. of these. It's this sweet. is a bitch beer. Yeah. It, well, oh, the yeah. back. The reason is last night I just wanted something, and I'll admit it. I want something maybe just a little lighter and yeah, kind yeah. of fruity. And it was. I almost went with the Abita Purple Haze because I feel like you never go wrong with Abita. Yeah. But yeah, I had never too. had the Reds Blueberry. So and it was like a dollar cheaper and. I called in an audible to Jared, and he said, go with the one we haven't had. Yeah. Uh, so I got that. And it's... It smells like cough syrup. Yeah. <laughs> it's blueberry. Yep. It's not like your normal blueberry ale, though. Um, it says natural flavors. I feel like it just had some blueberry extract thrown in. Yeah, I feel like it's not that natural. Like, maybe they mm, made maybe the blueberry like, extract like, from natural blueberries, mm, so they yeah. can say by the transitive property it's natural flavoring, but, like, we've yeah. all had blueberry ales, and this one doesn't look anything like them, especially when they're <laughs> like, it's got caramel color. This would make one hell of a beer mosa. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it would. I wish I had some orange juice right now for this. That's mm. something I should just keep on stock here in we the should. Brew Chat yeah, fridge, we should some orange some. juice, yeah. For beer moses You can uh, It has that thing For like cans You can get yeah. like Cans of orange juice And oh, just put them On the side yeah. there I never I think mean, about Buying them This thing is dr- It looks exactly why. Like a red like apple ale. It's drinkable uh, Pool beer 
Yep. Definitely. Definite pool beer. Or chick beer, if that's, you know. Yeah, definite. Uh, or bitch beer. Or bitch beer. But, um, drinking them, I think I had two or three last night. It's it's a little sweet. Would it give I'm, you a headache? No, I no. felt yeah. fine. Um, I mean, I chugged some water when I got home, but it was. I could have kept drinking more of them. We went splitsies on it. Um, I could have had more, but it's. I didn't want to. Yeah. Like it, it's sweet. Yeah, it's sweet. It's just like drinking like a juice box or a wine cooler or something mm-hmm. like that. And it's less boozy than a wine yeah, cooler. Yeah, this is the one where it's like, I don't like <clears throat> beer or alcohol. You can be like, drink this thing. Yeah. It's like a fruit drink. It tastes like juice. Yeah, it does. It, it does. tastes like tastes It, just it really like does, juice. though. The blueberries I, really blueberry come through. Juice. I almost wish yes, they, they say did. they added caramel coloring, and I feel like that fucks it up. Hmm. Like, was it actually kind of blue before this? I don't think so because it's still really clear. But I would love if it were blue. Like, just let it. Oh, like the yeah. the wild dog or something yeah. like that's Oh yeah, that insane sea dog blue. Sea dog is. <laughs> yeah, well, I think. Sea, is it a little bit blue? Maybe? Sea dog's not that blue. No, I remember when Old Chicago mixed them together with the left hand nitro. Yeah, yeah, it's good. God, that was good. Mm. The berries and cream. Mm-hmm. They still do it. Yeah, they were out of the Sea Dog for a little bit, but they okay. got it back. Oh, okay. They can't just get rid of that. Dude, I wonder if we can get this uh, Smutty Nose to float. No. Ooh. Nitro no. is oh, what yeah, it needs to be, float. Yeah, it's, it's got to be nitro. nitro. Now, I'm not saying you can't mix them together. No, people do the floating. Like a black as like and tan a, kind of thing. It, it's you do a, it for the presentation. It's yeah. for the presentation, but you're perfectly fine mixing uh, week. I'll, I'll do it. You want to do it? I'll, I'll mix these two yeah, together. Well, let's mix them and see what yeah. they taste like. It won't be shitty. It'll look sort of like a brown ale. It'll probably. look shitty, but mm. let's see. No, it'll it'll look like a brown ale. Because like people like tout their black and tans or something, but. If you've got that, you know, solid layering going on, you're drinking Guinness for the first half of it. Like, you kind of, like, I let mine, you know, I sit there and I play, I hold it and stuff, and it, I kind of want them mixed together. Yeah, yeah. I'm here for the, I didn't order the black and tan so I could drink half of a beer and half of another. Mm Mm-hmm. No, and just so the audience knows what we're doing, we just mixed uh, half of the Smutty Nose Zinnamon. What is it, uh? Is it cinnamon? Yeah. Zanique. Yeah. Yeah. Zanique with the uh, Red's Blueberry. Yeah, the one we were drinking earlier. All right. It's all right. It's not bad. It looks like, okay, it's darker than the brown ale I thought it would be. It's kind of red. Yeah, it's still very dark. Yeah, it comes out looking like a red ale. Just let it do its... Oh. Uh, I don't know. It's not bad. It's weird. Hmm. Let me try this. It honestly, weirdly... It is, I did, I don't know what you did, I did about a 50-50. Yeah, that's about what I did. It has not changed the flavor at all for me. Really? Let me try this thing. Let me see this. It Maybe it's because I'm lighter right. to me. I can taste the blueberries coming through. It tastes marginally lighter, hmm. but it the overpowering flavor of the Zanique... And maybe it's because I, like, slammed the rest of this blueberry and then immediately mixed them together, so I'm not picking up on the blueberry. Oh, I'm picking up on the blueberry. There yeah, might the have been... the blueberry comes through a lot. Yeah, there might have been blueberry in there already. Uh, we didn't consider that, and that could even bring out more of the blueberry flavor. But, yeah, that is much more drinkable than the yeah. Zanique was Oh, before. no, it's definitely more drinkable, but, uh, because... And it is, it's, it's fruity. It's been cut. 
severely because yeah, this blueberry's blueberry. got nothing to um, it. I would even consider cutting it like uh, with a little less than that, doing maybe seventy-five of the Zanique and twenty-five blueberry. See, three, I would three, go the other way, one. honestly. More blueberry? I would do three to one blueberry. I find the Zanique overpowering. Still, I mean, you can I grab a the, glass, I Jared. The, yeah, no, I mean, I. You know, that'll show me. I'll take one of these other glasses and just not make a full one. Uh, now we're mixing them. We what have we become? <laughs> I know, right? Just trash. Remember, people. remember when we had integrity on this show? <laughs> I don't yep. personally. That's I was right. sort of we, a question we, for we, the group. Like it's called a blend. All right, wines do it all the time. Yeah, a blend. They do. They tout themselves all high and mighty for it. They too. do, and they <laughs> tote themselves all in high and mighty for it too. Exactly what I said. I know, but they tote themselves for being all high and mighty for being all high and mighty for it. I was. It was just the same thing, but about what you said. It was okay. Shut now, up. This looks like iced tea now. <laughs> I did the seventy-five blueberry, twenty-five zanique, <laughs> and, and it still looks like way. iced tea. It just. It does look like iced tea. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Oh, I like that because now it's the blueberry with Wait, more character to it. See, that's the zanique. But lighter with more blueberry to it. See, I got that with the 50-50, though. So maybe we just found a potential mm. new use Actually, this for is these quote-unquote the bitch beers. Somehow. I told you. Of where there, there are more little accents that you can use as little mixers. Possibly, yeah. yeah. You could do that. Yeah. Go ahead we'll and start give this in a shot, Tanner. We'll start keeping like a bitch well, beer. I, that's the- what I mixed. Oh, okay. Yeah. You did mostly Zanique with a little no, bit I, of the No, I did reds. kind of a 50-50. Oh, no, this is this That's is mostly Zanique. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. And with this one is mostly reds. We used to have standards. The mostly right reds is pretty good. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Like, yeah. Because, I mean, that, that Zanique is potent, is the thing. Yeah. It is. No, that would be neat if a if Zanique? a cidery came out, and maybe this is what Gypsy, Gypsy Circus is trying to do, but come out with a more robust cider. That's got mm. a little bit more body to it. That's not just, you know, a quote-unquote bitch beer. Yeah. That's actually, you know, got some... No, I would say you know, even character. even some, some of... I, like, I love the things the Gypsy guys had, but even some of those stronger ciders still have, like... They can't really escape their sort of lighter body and crispness feel to it. But the, the beer gives it some backbone. Even, like, a little, what, one quarter of it gives it, like, enough oh, yeah. backbone it, to sort enough of... Back, I want enough backbone to where I don't get a headache eventually. Yeah, exactly. And that's my big problem. I think I just burped into the mic here. No, it's, something, it's, it's probably the No, I think I got oh, I good because I heard reds. it. Yeah, uh, it's, but, uh, yeah it's not cider. But, no, it would yeah, be great if... if Cider could be developed to where Because I, I like the taste of cider I just don't like that headache I inevitably get From drinking two Because I mean yeah, it's, just it's secret really I mean we're on here each week drinking beers for people Like we can toss back some beers So if mm-hmm. we're, yeah. we're going to drink some beers like, Don't try this at home I've got to drink Yeah don't don't practice <laughs> or our, try try this at home or try this Just exclusively at home. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, it, it takes home. me a couple of beers to get a groove going, and if I'm going to do that solely with ciders, I'm going to be hungover as shit the next yeah. day. You know, There's a lot of sugar. you know what I was thinking about is this for fear of sounding too hipstery, but just sort of like bear with me on this one. I feel like most of the ciders cater to now that ciders are are much bigger. Unfortunately, a lot of them are sort of catering to this market where they're going to the sweeter end 
but like, what was it 2017 now? Uh, 10 years ago, you could get a really dry cider. Like, like Strongbow has changed hard. Yeah. Mm. Strongbow is a super fruity cider now, but it used to, it used to be dry as hell. Same with Magners. Yeah. Um, like you used to be able to, there was a clear divide between the woodchuck slash woodpeckers and the oh, European the like monster ciders that, that were just super dry. And I liked it, I guess, before, for fear of sound, I liked it before they got super popular <laughs> and all the other like macro breweries bought them up and changed them to all taste the fucking same. Like now, like now, Strongbow has the regular one, which is like stupid fucking sweet. But then they have like the sweeter variants. Yeah, like I, I want the one that puts like hair on your chest again. <laughs> yeah, right. Like some of those unpasteurized ones were some good, but they were a different kind of good. Like because they were funky and they were <clears throat> cheesy, and that they were good. They were good, but I, I miss those like super dry ciders. I mean, like Angry Orchards, okay. Even their dry variant, it's. It's good, mm-hmm. but it's not polarizing, like, keeps people away good, Yeah, <laughs> if yeah. that makes yeah. sense. Uh, yeah. Some of the ciders, we we had a cider episode. We had yeah. two of them, actually. Yeah, we, we had, had a couple. One with just us, and then we had one with uh, the, house. the house. Yeah, And both of those, I think we used roughly the same ciders, but mm-hmm. both of those episodes, like, those ciders were, some of those were very dry and they were delicious. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like a dry cider better, yeah. I think. Because otherwise it's just like sugar drinking, water. Yeah, just sugar yeah, water. Yeah. Just juice. Yeah. But, yeah. I would say, oh, I, my pick of the night's now one of these blended ones we're doing. But <laughs> straight up, I would say the, uh, I think I'm going the Mellow Monks. Yeah. It's, it's drinkable. On its own. I like the Mellow Monks, yeah. I just I'm really digging the art too. Not that it has anything to do with the beer, especially on draft, but yeah, um, cool tap handle or something. But. Yeah, Wirebacker's pretty solid. The harpoon's exactly what I thought it would be, which mm-hmm. is there. Yeah, it's there. yeah. It just kind of exists. There's nothing special about it. It's not going to do you wrong. No, it's a solid choice. If you see it at a gas station, it's it's a solid choice. But I feel like if you're going to spend the eight dollars, like you could a beta. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anything else would be a better a better pick. Yeah. But it's not something like if all they have is harpoon, like it's not like uh Yeah. No, no, if I have to go between the <clears throat> yeah, harpoon and like the Budweiser Right. I'll get the harpoon. Yeah, it's good. But and it's, I, it's I wanna be excited about them. I give all their different ones a shot and it's just yeah. Which one? The harpoon? The harpoon. Yeah, harpoon. Yeah, I don't know if I've had any different. There, there, there's a white label they have that I've had that it, it, I can't remember which type of beer it has, but where this one's blue, this is the Harpoon IPA. Right. I've had one that's white. Okay. Like this whole label's blue. I've had one that's all white. All right. Well, um, I mean, they're, they're I want to say, I want to say it was a wheat ale. I'm okay. pretty sure it's wheat because it, had, take an a look ar- it had an orange. I think yeah, it's it'd be a, a white ale or something. Yeah, probably with a. But white like label. their their branding, it's just like it's a a white diamond with a red H in the middle. I'm like eh, I mean you see it, it doesn't look like anything special. It's just sitting there. It's kind of like the up. the green flash. It's just like there. Yeah, their logo is up. just kind of eh. But 
I mean, it's but not they've a bad been around beer. a minute, though. Yeah, they've been around. Yeah, they've been since around 86. since '86. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, if they've not changed their label much since then, yeah. And that's one thing that I think is they kind of special about update. New England beers. Is New England? I was trying to honestly find a uh, like a special release Sam Adams that mm-hmm. we can have on here because I mean, say what you will about Sam Adams, you got to give them respect. I mean, they're kind of the OG craft brewery. Yeah, they are kind of what kicked off the That's one of the, the things thing. of, uh, of New England that I think is special because New England is the OG part of the country. Like, that's where everything <laughs> in this country started. So yeah. it makes sense that beer would start mm-hmm. there and Fine. people want to drink. I mean, Washington yeah. shit, but I mean, people landed. And, and it this gets back to our, you know, northern versus southern definition like fucking New Not England, really but it's yeah. northern versus southern. There's an actual definition in Pennsylvania, well, isn't it? Well, it's not here, is it? It's not here. No. So yeah, but roughly that area, north, more northern than where we're at now. Yeah. Is north. You know Mason where Dixon. this country started. You know Pennsylvania, Massachusetts, this whole area. So and and I'm not talking where people landed and set up little colonies. I'm talking where, you know, con- the <laughs> where Constitution America started. And where America actually started. Right. Delaware. You know, where you Delaware. know where things actually started to happen. So it makes sense that industry and then beer industry would happen in those places and Sam Adams Because Bostonians lot- love to drink. Yep. That God, too. Do they ever yeah. yes they do. Yep. So I can, uh I've been there. I've it, seen it. It makes sense. And so I don't know. New England beer is typically pretty good. I mean, even Sam Adams, like, I'm not a huge fan of their beer, but that's not because it's bad beer. It's just kind of. No, eh. Sam Adams, it's I don't not know if we brought beer. this up before. It's kind of eh. Their Boston Lager is one of my least favorite beers. Now, there are other ones. Anything else by Sam Adams, I will take over the Boston Lager. And mm-hmm. honestly, if you line up a whole bunch of pumpkin beers that I've had, they do probably one of the most solid pumpkin beers yeah, because the they, pounds they don't water it down and call it a pumpkin beer with pumpkin spice like it tastes like pumpkin and they're yeah. low on the spice end unlike everyone else who does the same thing with pumpkin spice see i'm not a big fan of lagers in general i mean i'll drink them they're you know the I boston don't, I don't ale them, is hard to find the boston lager uh it's to me it's like most ales like or most lagers it's not it's not anything special. Like it doesn't stand out. See, I think measure, it's straight but, up gross. But I don't think it's bad by any means. I'll take a Sam I mean, Light I'm not over a Boston Lager. It, but I don't think it's bad. No, I will take a Sam Light over a Boston Lager. But I like the Damn. Boston Ale. You don't see that around too often. But the Boston Ale is solid. Yeah. Mm. Now I I read that dude's book that Jim Cook, Jim Jim Cook or Jim Cock, Jim Koch, whatever you want to, whatever his name is, I uh, that founded. Sam Adams and it's a really admiral story and I, I knocked Sam Adams a lot before I read that and now after reading it I'm like holy shit like he is the OG craft brewery I mean he pioneered a lot of laws and things that are coming in that affect us now of why we're able to <clears> get <throat> all the variety of beers we have nowadays <clears throat> before like when he created that in the 80s you couldn't get you you didn't have Best local you could do craft is breweries. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, you had Budweiser, you had, you know, all the staples, but you couldn't get a craft beer. So there is something about the new England area where you're going to have to get beer from there. Cause it, that's where this country started. So there's going to have to be beer that started there. 
Yeah. 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 Or at least I'll the fall, idea I'll fall of behind it. that. So, I don't know. Either way. But speaking of New England, we, you know, I mentioned earlier the whole reason we are doing New England beers is because uh, we were talking about, at your suggestion, Jared, talking about Stephen King movies yeah. tonight. And, uh, yeah, do you have any particular reason as suggesting that? Oh, no, or, just uh, yeah. I was trying to think of states we hadn't done yet. And even though New England isn't a state, I suggested Maine. Yeah, yeah. Because <clears throat> a lot of Stephen King's stories take place in Maine because that's where he's from. So, or is, or, or something like that. He's uh, still up there. Yeah, he's still up there. Um, and so I was like, yep, that's a good way to tie them together. So, unfortunately, yeah. we didn't get Maine beers, but that's fine. We got New England. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like the one book he has with the small New England town where weird things start happening. Yeah, and all his books are the same. But I mean, his books are well, his books aren't all the same. I didn't they're mean not. like that. No, they're not. But uh, they do all involve things like like that. And uh, but there, he has two movies coming out soon. And yeah, the new It movie, which he's yep, both the new approved it movie. of. He's, yeah, like, he's got his stage on both of them. That's the big thing with Stephen King. Like he, he, all of his movies, like for example, the Stanley Kubrick version of The Shining, he didn't like. He preferred the the uh, the TV the remake mini movie version with that guy from that show Wings. Yeah, hmm. he preferred that to the Stanley Kubrick. So it's it's kind of a big deal to get Stephen Fucking King's Stanley approval Kubrick. on stuff. But he's approved of the the new uh, Dark Tower that's coming out, which yep, is his magnum the other opus, yeah. and then it. Do we have release dates for both of those? Uh, they moved up Dark Tower, I think. I actually don't know. I thought it was supposed to come out in December, but last I heard they'd moved up to like maybe August. All right. But I'm maybe getting that confused with it. Have you guys read the Dark Tower books? Any of them? I've All not. Uh, I Micah, have Micah read... suggested to me relentlessly, and I like to read. It's just finding time to sit down, and I know there's a lot. There, there's a lot to delve into there with the Dark Tower. I'll call Tower. it seven and a half books. Yeah. I've and, read uh, the... Sorry, keep going. No, no, that was pretty I much I know, I've read the, just, like, spiritual uh, prequel, The Eyes of the Dragon. His first, probably only foray into the fantasy genre. Solid. Love that book. Have not read... See, I haven't read that one. Oh, it's good. I got it. One right. for those... I have, it's uh, a I book I dark, own. <laughs> I have the whole Dark Tower series, well, let, and I have the expansion... Let me try to nutshell this for the audience that may not have read it. And you okay. can correct me, Jerry, because you seem version. like you have read it. I've read it. Yeah, I have them um, all. Is, I read them. I got them all from the The case. Dark Tower is Stephen King's magnum opus. <clears throat> and it's sort of where all of his stories come to a crux and they all meet, right? Yeah, there's, like, there's it, bits and pieces You know, there's alternate them. realities, sort of, or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And all of his stories meet up. Like the creature that Pennywise was in the movie It and the story it those creatures show back up in the dark tower mm-hmm. and they're and you know same thing with the shining like that's influence and so everything stephen king you know he is the original cinematic universe so to speak but through books yeah but in books literary yeah. universe yeah. i guess and all of his shit links together but i don't think a lot of people have ever realized that his shit links now together. see just just reading those books when i was reading them because <clears throat> eventually he brings himself into the book too which is interesting and like I, as a that's when I was character. Like, yeah, he's like in there because because the characters from as his writing book, it like is he writing this? Like, wait, explain this to me. Like, that's yeah, that's, it's it's weird. So Stephen King's a character in his own book. He's a character in his own book. Okay, yeah. Um, I I don't remember exactly how this goes down, 
but the characters in the book, in book like, I want to say five or something like that, there might, it might be through a, throughout a couple of them, four, five, and or six. <clears throat> um, yeah, they meet, they meet up with him, and he's, he ends up being like an important character in the series because he has to do something. And because uh, they're like traveling through time and through worlds and things like that. So it's it's it goes around all over the place. And so yeah, he does end up being a, a character in his own book. It's like this stuff may not be happening in his universe, but he's writing about it and they happen to be yeah, it's, into it's, that universe. Like it's not something I think they would try very hard to explain if they were going to put that bit in the movie. Yeah. I mean, I doubt they will put. But that part I, in the yeah, movie, I, I'm so. not sure. It's. It, it looks like there's a lot of stuff they're not going to put in the movie because yeah. it looks like the movie has well, it's such a dense Aren't they going to do more shit. than one movie though? Well, it's see, not the, just one movie. The preview from, you know, being able to pick out like, oh, that's kind of like, you know, what I read about here, what I read about here, okay. but like it's there's things in the preview even that are from different books. Right. So if they were going to do it how I don't know how some people were saying they should do it where they start with the second book, which is like the drawing of the three where he like forms his crew. And then you jump back to the first story, which is kind of like Jake's background and his whole thing, which gets confusing. You could really just skip all that. Um, But not really, but I don't know. You got to read the books. Well, see, and I... You have to read the books, okay? That's the case for a lot of The way things are going now is, like, you want to build cinematic universes, you want to build a franchise. So, like, that's what they're trying to do. They're not going to try to put everything into one movie. They're going to put one movie out and try to tease it, and they're going to have a big cliffhanger at the end. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, and they're coming out with a new It movie... Which, and they can tie yeah, that in. They're going to be course. able to tie that in. I've, no, it could I've be. heard rumors they're wanting to remake The Shining, which I could totally see because that movie's fantastic. They could tie that in. Like mm-hmm. they're they're going to build a Stephen King cinematic universe. The one thing, you know what? At least I know we always harp on people trying to take shortcuts. At least the source material, it's already all connected. Oh yeah, yep. like and you won't need great. To, you won't have to ham fist cameos from yeah. like you know the villain character and other. Mm-mm. Like, half his fucking stories take place in Derry, Maine. Like, yeah. it's not unusual. Well, he even writes it in it's that these like people, Marvel. like, randomly cross paths yeah. with these other One, characters. To my knowledge, like, there's not a whole lot of crossings of paths. And it's not necessarily all in Derry, Maine. It's just kind of, it is New England. He's, he's between Derry and Castle Rock. Yeah. Somewhere. Well, I mean, it's, it's really all of New England, though. Like, uh, the movie Secret Window. Uh, I forgot that was him. Yeah. yeah, that that's like I liked that with Johnny Depp. Yeah, he lived in New York and then moved to upstate New York. So, mm-hmm. and then Langoliers, and there, you know, there's other stories. Stand by Me, for example, he mm-hmm. wrote that. And, yeah, you know, there's other stories. It's not all Dairy Maine. It's just uh, Salem's <laughs> Lot. I think mm-hmm. that happened in Pennsylvania, not and, New uh, England. Yeah, still not New England. Oh, that's not okay. But either way, so uh, <laughs> no, that yeah, didn't happen in Pennsylvania. Where where did Salem's Lot happen? It happened. It wasn't. You know, it happens somewhere up I got this. Dairy Maine. See, now we could pause this conversation and, like, pick it up later when we get home. Or thanks to technology. <laughs> yeah. I'll let you know in a hot second. Yeah, we can continue on the conversation while, but, you know, uh, one of the other yeah, people... Yeah, keep going. I'll pipe back in when it... Yeah, you know, when he finds... Yeah, Stephen King's stuff, though, it doesn't overall <laughs> have a huge amount of overarching characters that go from different properties to each one. But that's where the Dark Tower comes in. Mm-hmm. Is it supplies all of those crossovers. So... Yeah. 
they've got a potential to build Maine. Maine. Always Maine. Yeah. Always Maine. They, uh, they've got this potential to build this huge cinematic universe all centered around the Dark Tower, but you've got all these little other horror stories mm-hmm. that other people can go watch. Like, same thing with the Marvel Universe, where, say you've got a hardcore Iron Man fan or a, a hardcore Thor fan that only wants to go see the Thor movies. He can mm-hmm. do that. Mm-hmm. It ties into the other shit if he's interested, but he can just go see the Thor movies. Yeah. And then you do this, where you've got somebody that's super into the movie It, or the book of It, and wants to go see that, and that's all they care about. But then that ties into the larger universe of the Dark Tower, same thing. It's like, I hope to God they remake The Shining. I love The Shining. That's a, that's one of my favorites. That's the only Stephen King book I've actually read, but... There's some good I'm ones. I'm also a fan of the movie. I'm I a fan the of the miniseries. The <clears throat> I love The Shining. It's and so fucked up. Need I think Needful Things was a movie. I didn't see it, but I love the book. Needful Things was a good I don't know about one. Needful mm-hmm. Things. Dreamcatcher? Dreamcatcher. Oh, Dreamcatcher went sideways Dreamcatcher? in the movie. Yeah, I see. I didn't read that book, though, but I did enjoy that movie. The book was better, naturally. Of course. I think fine. Stephen King was the <laughs> genesis of... The book was better when it came yeah. to books being turned yeah. into oh, yeah. movies. Which I take back what I said. I've read other Stephen King. I read uh, he's got a series of four like little novellas or whatever mm. they're called, Bachman little short books. stories that includes uh, like the Langoliers and Secret Window, Secret Garden, oh, or whatever it is. That. Okay, but back to Secret Window is that is that is the movie that to me is read the book. It's so much better. Yeah. Like the movie is okay. Like I enjoyed the movie, but I'm coming from a perspective where I, I, at the time when that movie came out, I was super obsessed with Johnny Depp. And then like in a weirdly, so it was Hollywood like yeah. heterosexual. It, yeah. It was right after pirates of the Caribbean. Like I was obsessed with him. Yeah. I don't blame and, you. I uh, thought he, I thought he was the yeah. next big thing and I was right, but not. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and uh, and then this movie came out, and I read the book, loved the book, and it's not even a book. It's just like it's it's a hundred, it's maybe two hundred pages in a six hundred page book of other short stories. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the book is so much better. It incorporates this sort of supernatural, psychotic side of the main character, where the movie took it that he was only psychotic, but the book, like the whole thing, were shooter. Like basically the story secret window is Johnny Depp's character wrote a story and published it and got famous. And then this other guy shows up saying, I wrote this same story. Yeah. Yeah. Johnny Depp's character is like, okay, well let's just uh, fucking look at the original manuscripts uh, pages. They're copywritten and dated. So, and this guy keeps burning the manuscripts ends up killing his cat and ends up killing his wife and, or his ex-wife and then her now boyfriend and all this. And then at the end of the book, it's revealed like it's always teased that it's maybe some supernatural aspect in the book. Hmm. And it still comes out that Johnny Depp is crazy at the end of the book, but in the movie, it's only him being crazy. And I didn't like that. I like the aspect of there being a supernatural thing. I like, and I hope I'm remembering this right, that misery came out before he had his accident. I'm not entirely sure. you know, I'm talking, well, you know which one yeah, that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that, Misery, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, then Kathy I think Bates. I want to say he wrote that, and I hope <laughs> I'm right. I put Kathy Bates on the map. I want to say mm-hmm. uh, that he wrote that and then was doing the same thing, went for a walk and got hit by someone, and because he's Stephen King, 
Like it freaked him. They didn't turn into that, but it freaked him out for me because the person was like, he I'm such that. a yeah. huge fan. And all he could think of was like, I'm going to die. Like, what if this person just takes What me if back this person really house? loved my last book and I killed off this character and now I'm dead? Like, this is it. This is how I go. <laughs> I go out just like in this thing I wrote. <laughs> See, I thought it was the other way around. I thought that happened first and then he wrote a story about it. I heard something about him, like, buying that car back and destroying it or something like that later on. I, can't. I think he bought it. I think he did buy it later at, like, an auction and then, like, beat the shit out of it. Yeah. But, yeah. I I'm wish I had sure. that I type guess... of money and pettiness. I have the pettiness. I wish I had the money. <laughs> but, yeah, no, that was great. a good one. That movie with Kathy Bates, that was a – now, I didn't read the book, but the movie was pretty damn good. The – the movie was good. The book was a lot more mental because the dude's just stuck in a bed. Right. Yeah. No, that was a great movie. But you I, can read the – I think I saw the movie first, and you can read the book and think this is totally Kathy Bates. Hmm. When all of Stephen King's movies, like, he had a real stride there in the 90s. Uh, and it may have even went to the late 80s where they they were just – I mean, maybe even since the early 80s cause you, and late 70s because you had When Carrie, was he hopped up on painkillers? I don't know, but I, I'm just saying you had Carrie, which yeah. I think was one of the very first Stephen King that was stories first, yeah. that was made into a movie. And he had a real stride, and he was on that stride for a long, long time of where people were buying his properties up and making movies. Yeah. And whether it was Carrie, Pet Cemetery, Cujo. Cujo, yeah, I was going to uh, say. There, Christine. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was Stand By Me. Uh, it. You know, you know there was... Uh, fucking stanley kubrick did the shining you know there were all these properties he had like seamlessly endless ideas mm-hmm. and people were buying his properties up left and right and making movies there was a them. tv series i think oh yeah he had uh was that uh he had a couple of tv series but he had that one the dead zone yeah the dead yeah zone. Mm-hmm. there was that one that put christopher walken on the map yeah but yeah mm-hmm. it sort of brought him out of that he he, sort of Steve, Christopher Walken's come and gone a couple times, but that was one of his his walk reconnaissances. <laughs> yeah, like where he came back. I mean, it's no weapon of choice, but Corn, yeah. coining that phrase, by the way, <laughs> walk reconnaissance. But uh, reconnaissance. Stephen King's movies, even though what I was going to say is, even when they were coming out, like I don't know. You can tell the measure of his storytelling when it's translated to film in that he can come out with something that, even for the time, the effects aren't that good, but it can still fuck with you mm-hmm. mentally. Mm-hmm. And it's like like something like Pet Cemetery, yeah. know, that little kid. It's like, that's, st- that's still kind of fucky today for me, is that mm-hmm. little kid that gets hit by the semi-truck and mm-hmm. you see the oh, one yeah. shoe flip. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then he comes back from the dead and his dad, like... And the thing with the Pet Cemetery is there, there's something where, like, the longer the thing has been... It always comes back different, uh-huh. whatever you mm-hmm. bury in the Pet Cemetery. But the longer it's been dead, the weirder it comes back. Uh-huh. And uh, this little kid, I mean, he's maybe a year and a half old, comes back and, like, starts murdering his parents. And, and it's also mm-hmm. the more, like, complex the organism. Like, you can put yeah. a frog in there and it comes back, it's still frogish. But the cat yeah. comes back different and yeah. humans are complicated, so... Yeah. Ancient Indian. Yeah, Pet Cemetery was a weird one, and like uh, 
the fucking stand. I remember watching that miniseries yeah, on TV. Me too. I, I still don't think I've ever made it. I probably that recorded it on VHS, and that's one that time. ties back into mm-hmm. the Dark Tower. It does, yeah, yeah. heavily. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, definitely. The, it and does. for those that don't know, the uh, what's the name Randall Flag? Mm-hmm. Yep. The it's the it's devilish, the, the same dude. Satan character in the stand is He's the same character the that Matthew McConaughey is uh, playing yeah. in the new movie. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. The man in black, so to the speak. The man in black, yeah. the main bad guy. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. People may not know that. He is. Yeah, he is it. He is. Well, the bad guy, it's always, yeah, it's always like the singular guy who just remembers different things from other stories. Mm -hmm. But, no, Stephen King's done some other smaller stories, though. Like, he, well, not smaller, but just maybe more intimate. He does short stories. Where, Mm -hmm. I mean, he's done short stories. That's what Secret Window does. Skeleton Crew uh, was a whole collection of short stories. Yeah, that Skeleton Crew was uh, in, in the same novel sort of grouping it came as one book it was bound as one yeah. book but mm-hmm. it was four stories it was uh the skeleton crew or skeleton key maybe maybe it was crew um the langoliers secret window secret garden and then there's another one i can't remember i think the one with the monkey was in there the monkey maybe. toy yeah hmm. the little symbol clapping yeah that. yeah yeah um i think i have that book i, I can't thought it was the in skeleton it. crew it was a short story I have a I have one of his books with a picture of a clanging monkey on the cover. So damn it, what's it called? I can't remember. Anyway, either way, no, I'm a I'm a big fan of Stephen King though. I like his. I need to read more of his books. I'm you know, I have some. He's a great author, but mm-hmm. we should do a Michael Thinner. Crichton episode. Thinner's really good. That, oh, yeah, the, did Thinner. they make a movie out of that? Thinner? Yeah. I don't know. No. Where a dude hits, there, a, dude hits a, a gypsy lazy a gypsy lady and she puts a curse on him that makes him thinner and he just starts losing all this weight. I don't know. Almost dies. There's a, there's a lot of Stephen King properties that got bought up and turned into cheap, like made for TV movie sort mm-hmm. of stuff, like Lifetime movie sort of things. Mm. And like that's, I mean, that's what the Langoliers oh, the movie was. I think the other one in Skeleton Crew was the one where the dude gets shipwrecked on an island. He has to keep eating bits of himself. Uh, Ooh. Yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah, yeah I've not read that one. That, there's one, also, that one gets uh, in your head. There's also the Bachman books. Written by Richard Bachman, which is just one of his pen names. Mm-hmm. And that one's got one called The Long Walk. And The Long Walk is where it's like a, like a marathon, I guess, of people just walking down the East Coast. And they have to keep it like a four-mile-an-hour pace, and there's cars behind them. And as they fall behind, they just get shot if they don't keep up. Shit. Yeah. And they huh. walk like all the way down. And then after all those, after he was found out about those, I think he wrote the dark half. Yeah, which is about half. a dude whose pseudonym comes to life. <laughs> mm-hmm. Dude's so, yeah. weird. Yeah, yeah, dude's weird. But I mean, there there's some decent stories. They're pretty original too, no, which he, is nice. No, like, he is seemingly an endless pit of original stories. Like that's what's great about him. Like, mm-hmm. is whatever you say about Stephen King, you can't say that he's not coming up with some original stories. Yeah. No matter what do you what. what do you think about this new It movie coming out? Do you think that it's did Did you read the original one? Did uh, you guys read the original? I didn't one? read it, no. but I've got a special relationship with it because that was. I mean, I'm not afraid of clowns. Like you know, I'm not going to cower in fear, but I'm definitely a mm-hmm. little shifty and a little wary around clowns. And that's where that sort of originates from. Is I remember the summer I was I think I was going into sixth grade, so I would have been ten, eleven, twelve, somewhere in there. 
Probably, no, I was uh, maybe even nine, to be honest, because I was a year younger than everybody I was in school with. So while my mom was working, I, had a, I would stay at a friend's house, and his mom would just kind of let us watch whatever, so we went and rented it, and I didn't know anything about it. And he popped on one day, and, you know, you're with your friends. You're nine, ten years old. You're like, yeah. oh, yeah, I'm tough. Yeah, this sure. isn't going to scare me. So we watch it, and I'm just sitting there the whole time wide-eyed. Like, oh, I'm never going to take another shower ever again. Yeah, right. And it's scaring the shit out of me. Like, I remember, like, even after that, catching it on TV a couple times, just instantly turning it off. And I've watched it since then and realized, like, okay, this is super hokey. It's really not that, but yeah. But it's still, it's still kind of fucked up. So I'm still, I'm really interested to see the new one because that is such a, that that story is such a point in my childhood memory so, and nostalgia of like fucked upness that I'm really excited to see a modern interpretation on it. I'm interested to see how, cause they're doing it differently right. in that the story is split going back and forth between yeah, yeah. like the sixties and ask. modern times. Yeah. And isn't the first one just the entire like sixties story? It's two movies. It's the older one. Yeah. yeah it's it's doing, them as kids. Well, yeah, it, well yeah. the original was a, uh, it was a mini series. So right. It, yeah. And it's pretty much just the chronological story. Well, okay, okay, so I thought they went so back and forth in the, the miniseries. I was going to say, in the miniseries, does it follow? I've, I've not seen it recently. Because no. in the book, it goes back and forth, like between yeah, yeah. chapters and yeah. stuff, because there's parallels when they're kids and when they're adults. But you don't really get those in the way that they're going to be releasing these movies. Because they're doing them. I'm sure the they'll first, flash. The first movie no, is like just kids. No, yeah. but the you can, just you know adults. how they, they film stuff around. nowadays. How they'll put accents on. Like if somebody, uh, like they'll if, do a, if a hot yeah, second like, movie. But even if there's like not that. flashbacks, it's like you could do stuff where, as a kid, somebody touches a, a, a red Hot Wheels Corvette, and they they pick up this red Hot Wheels Corvette, and it's it's significant for some mm-hmm. thing, and then they pick it back up as an adult, and the way they shoot it, like. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. You, you know yeah. it. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'm willing to give I, it a I shot. I don't even think that's I'm that definitely big willing of a deal. To get a but shot. yeah, it seems like they're going to shoot all the kids stuff and make it sort of an '80s coming of age tale, very Stranger Things esque. Mm-hmm. They even got that kids from Stranger or that Stranger one Things is so hot right now. It's super and, hot. Uh, they'll shoot the kids coming of age tale and then do the adults tale. This kind of a sequel, which. I'm kind of a fan of that. Like, I'm okay with it. It doesn't bother me too much. I'll see how it works. It hasn't, it's not something I've seen behind before. it, so I'm yeah. interested to see that for that purpose alone. Well, especially they wrote the script together. It's not like right. they, it's not like they wrote the kids movie with the plan of like, no, and then we'll do a sequel. Yeah. It's like they wrote it as one story. It's just mm-hmm. to market it. You can't market a five hour movie. You know that doesn't fly nowadays. You got to keep it around two hours. Yeah. So I'm excited about it, though, because that that's one of the most fucked up movies I saw when I was a kid that has still stuck with me to this day of like, man, that movie was kind of fucked up. And I'm I'm really excited to see a modern day interpretation on that. Yeah. So. Yeah. It should be good. Yeah, we're hitting time here. Yeah, we yeah. definitely are. Uh, we lost a bit in the middle, which no one's going to hear. No one's going to know. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you guys anything to shout about before we close out here i don't think so mm-hmm. um i don't think so either oh we have the uh our kentucky judging or whatever coming up uh the bach the bach yeah yeah well, brewers not of going Central to that Kentucky, one but kentucky yeah. yeah no but the judging's the coming up i think contest, it's yeah. on the 10th 
Nice. So we should hear back probably in a couple weeks. Yeah. Maybe. That'd be nice. Uh, other than that, what? Riverbend. Yeah, Riverbend's coming up. You got a... Uh, got fucking nightfall going on every friday mm-hmm. i want to also remind everybody before you hit nightfall you can hit riverside's growler promo mm-hmm. on fridays i think it's four to six uh i made a mental note and completely forgot because we drank a couple beers since then but uh i remember it's somebody good all right i don't remember who it is but i remember i was very excited and pleased to see the poster for riverside to see what they had for their growler promo this saturday or this friday Four to six, get down there. Also, go to brewchat.com. Check that out. Like our YouTube videos. Like our podcasts. Like us on Facebook. We just want to like be liked. Like us on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, we just want to be liked. Everything is brewchat with two Ts. Follow us. Find us on there. But other than that, this has been episode 77 of the Brew Chat Podcast. Ooh. Word. Word.